0: So the last time I spoke, I spoke on uh, the word growth um, and growing up, uh, which is in Ephesians 4. Uh, and I uh, read through a, a large portion of scripture there, uh, which I'm going to repeat just as a review for those of you who may not have uh, heard last time, which was uh, uh, much earlier in November or late October, I'm not sure which. Um, So let's start with Ephesians 4, and I'm going to read verses uh, 10 through 16, and and, uh, Chip, thanks for posting. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 10, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive, that speaking the truth in love may grow up into Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So as a way of review, we talked about growing up, and I'm going to give you a couple of verses here and a couple of definitions that we see in the Greek that are important to look at. Uh, but it's important to me, and, and you know, I, I don't want to say ironic, and it's certainly not coincidental, but I think it's by divine uh, intercession that, you know, Ron talked about religion and how false religion has come about. Well, here we have that false religion warned about uh, where it says that, uh we shouldn't be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And, and if, you, if you look up the definition for um, religion, uh, it, it's, it's interesting that it says it's a belief and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods, plural. So religion is about the worship of different gods. Uh, it says a, a particular system of faith and worship uh, as in the world's great religions. And it's a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. Um, so we, we see that the worldly definition of religion is different than maybe what we might consider we as a group are. I, Went to a, a wedding last night with, with Kathleen uh, for a, a good friend and his, his new wife. Um, and the person sitting next to me was, uh, I'll just say, very outgoing. Uh, and she asked what religion I was. Uh, and I said, well, we're not. Uh, and uh, I would say that we're Christian. And she said, well, which religion? Which Christian religion? And I said, well, there's only one Christian religion because there's only one God, one faith. And she kind of looked at me strange, and she said, no, but there's so many religions out there. Which are you? And I said, well, we have a home Bible study that we uh, project on the Internet, uh, and um, so we have people from all around the country and different conferences that sometimes involve people from different countries. And she goes, well, that's interesting. It doesn't sound like a religion to me. And she was kind of like a harumph at me, uh, kind of indignant that I wasn't part of a, you know, organized religion. And, okay, m- maybe that shoe fits. <laughs> We're sometimes not always really organized, as was the case when I spilt my coffee on my computer this morning and thought, uh-oh. And so Kathleen jumped up, and we got napkins and paper towels, and we cleaned everything up, and I didn't lose anything um, but that's the chaos I see in religion, um, where there's just so much misinformation uh, and people are, in fact, tossed to and fro. So with that editorial on, on organized religion as opposed to who we are, um, the, the purpose of this study is to figure out, um, are we growing up? Are we growing? And secondly, um, what does it mean to have an effectual working? What does it mean to um, truly understand what our purpose is and the effect or the effectiveness of this ministry, of this body uh, that it talks about? Um, Are we fitly joined together? Is every part contributing? Uh, Are we edifying uh, in love? And so let's take a look at the word growth that was used in Ephesians uh, chapter four that I just read. Uh, it has to do with enlarging, um, actively or passively, to grow or grow up, to give an increase. And so what is our increase? And, and I don't think it's talking about our numbers. It's not talking about the the number of members of the body of Christ, because I don't think we have control over that. Um, I think that we put the word out there and the Holy Spirit brings people to us uh, that hopefully will grow as a, as a part of this uh, ministry as a part of this group of believers. Uh, It also talks about the body being fitly joined together. And this is one large Greek word, uh, and it has to do uh, with the sense of of laying a foundation and then joining together, uh, organizing, um, compacting. Uh, if If you've ever Uh, laid a foundation for a building or a wall. Uh, You you pour concrete into a trench um, to form uh, the the base of the building, Uh, but you have to compact it. Otherwise, it'll settle in time, and you'll have a lopsided house, which will basically fall down. So we have to be compacted together. And the word compacted here has to do with uniting, has to do with uh, showing and teaching. And that's interesting. To gather, to instruct, to knit together, or to prove, uh, and, and so I think it's really interesting that you have uh, an increase in the body that has to do with uh, being compacted, and the compacted has to do with edifying uh, that we have in, in the same con- or same context here. Uh, and then we go on and take a look at what make increase is. It's the word. Oxesis. It has to do with growth. It is from the same word that we just looked at—the word growth—in uh, the Greek. It's eight thirty-seven. It has to do with increase, uh, making an increase or growth. Uh, and then we have the word body or soma. Uh, this is not a body as in a corpse, uh, which is from the Greek word core, uh, but body as in a sound whole. Um, so if you uh, if you are sound, you're healthy. Uh, you're whole. You're all um, part of something, um, and there's no part missing. Um, and so it has to do with a complete or whole body. So if we then work, look at the word edifying, uh, it's okidomi. Uh, we've read this verse before. We've read this uh, description before, the definition. It has to do with architecture. It has to do with, uh, structure and the confirmation, uh building up or edifying, um, edification. And and so edification and growing um, are very close, uh, but it has more to do with not just growth as it does the building blocks. Um and, and so it's brick by brick uh building up. And and so you know it brings to me a lot of questions that I'm going to ask here at the end of this study. Um, and, and the questions I have aren't questions of, of you. It's questions of me. Uh, it, it's it's how do I relate to this, uh, which is obviously why I did this study, not with um, any person or, or group um, that I'm thinking about. Um, not again being an editorial on religions or any specific religion. Um, but let's take a look at the at Ephesians 2:21. It says, "In whom all the building fitly framed together." grows unto a holy temple in the Lord. And so we see that when the building is together, it has the opportunity to, to grow, to, to expand. Uh, we already read in Ephesians uh, 4.15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. The speaking the truth in love has to do with the edifying because it. We just read that it is uh, edifying of itself in love. In First Peter 2.2, it says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And so growth and grace come together. In fact, in Second Peter 3.18, it says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. And, and I'll, I'll just give you an editorial on, on my growth as a Christian. When I first uh, started learning about uh, the word, the greatest growth I had was when I understood what grace meant. Undeserved favor. I did not deserve to be chosen and yet I was. I did not deserve to be adopted, and yet I am. I did not deserve any privilege in any way, shape, or form. I deserved death. But by the grace of God, I have life through Christ Jesus, our Lord, God, and Savior. And when I came to that growth point, that's when I sat back and said, wow, you know, this isn't about me. This is truly about the Lord and glorifying him. And uh, I need to take a back seat in terms of uh, who I am and putting myself out there, um, that it's not about me anymore, it's all about uh, the Lord. Uh, And what they see, the image that they see uh, in me. And so as we look at the word effectual working, which in the context of of growth uh, is interesting because, the 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 word effectual working is where we get the word energy from, and we get the word efficiency from. It has to do with an operation that is strong. There is an effect, uh, and and therefore you get the effectual working. Uh, it, it is an energy, a positive energy, put forth to grow something, to build something, and and in the Webster's dictionary. The word effectual says the effective at producing the desired result or effect. Efficient, the power to cause or produce results, being operative or accomplishing a result. And so as we think about us as a body coming together, looking at the, the context that we read, being fitly joined together, effectually working in the measure of every part, in other words, there's the whole, uh, every part's got to be involved, and it makes an increase unto the edifying of itself in love. So what is our increase? What is it that we would use to measure that increase? How would we show that we are being effective, and what is the effect, effect, of this ministry? And, and again, I'm speaking of myself, not any other group uh, not T.F.T. Not Scripture research. Not any other group that's within um, the, the the body of Christ. So let's take a look at uh, some usage of the word "effectual." Uh, let's go to Second Corinthians one three. And uh, thank you again, Chip, for um, posting. Appreciate you. 2 Corinthians one three. Blessed be God even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforted us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ and whether we be afflicted It is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So we have two things repeated more than once. Look at the number of times the word comfort is used. Count them. There are six. You think that that's important to Paul as he writes this? (laughs) <laughs> and, and he also repeats consolation and salvation, consolation and salvation. And so as you think about uh, the effect of enduring suffering, it's about, yes, comforting others. But how do you comfort others? And, and what's the effect of comforting others? Well, so that they may be comforted and that they might comfort others. And isn't that an increase? Isn't that growth? Isn't that building? Isn't that a positive energy, a positive effect? I think so. Let's take a look at Philemon 5.6. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation, same word, in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Paul is reaching out to Philemon, his friend, his brother, he calls him, and is thankful because of the joy and consolation he's brought about, because people are refreshed by him. I'm assuming he has provided hospitality to the saints, uh, Paul included. Um, Paul uh, called him a brother. Uh, But the effect Effect of his hospitality is that others are refreshed. Now, now think about that. Um, refreshed means refreshed. We know what it means. It's not a tough word, um, But, but let's just Look at an example. You, you've just worked hard. Maybe like us here in the Arizona sun, you, you've been out in the sun most of the day. You sweat a lot. You've decided to come in and get cleaned up, and you take a nice shower, uh, or you jump in the pool, and you get out, and you dry off, and you just feel refreshed. Now, let me ask you, when's the last time that you have refreshed someone else? When's the last time that the effect that you've had on somebody else uh, refreshed them, built them up, edified them in, in love? And, and I'm not saying this to judge you one way or the other, but to make you think about it, to make you think about, you know, what impact are we having on others? What effect are we having on others? Uh, the wedding we went to last night, uh, the the. The doctor that was getting married is not only a friend, but he's, uh, has a, a, a practice that I've worked with for years and provided some coaching and some consult, uh, consulting, etc. with. And as a result, they've, they've grown over the years. Uh, and, and, he's very, very appreciative. He actually, uh, was part of our Bible study when we used to have it, uh, in our home here, uh, in Phoenix, um, on, on a regular basis. And, uh, uh he, has now remarried uh, after his wife passed, uh, and the practice as they introduced me to other people um, we were, were bragging about the impact of our uh, different sessions that we had had and, and the training that we had provided the coaching we had provided and, and i don 't say that to, to to brag I say that to say here 's a positive impact that I can see and, and i I wonder. Is that the only impact? Is that the right impact? Would I want them to talk about the coaching and how it built their business, or would I want them to talk about the fact that um, they see Christ in me? They see that I am in the Word. They see that um, I'm helping them grow in the Word. Uh, And um, that would be what I would look for. Uh, That would be the effect that I'm looking to to accomplish. Let's go to James 5.16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias, and and here's, here's an example. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. There's Obviously, correlation there. Uh, And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. What fruit comes about by our prayers? What fruit comes about by our studying and increasing in the knowledge of of God? Uh, The the word effectual here uh, is uh, the same word we looked at, energio. It has to be efficient. Um, and, and it is, as I said, it's where we get the word energy, but it's a positive energy. Um, it's might. Uh, and it shows itself forth. In other words, there, there is an impact that people see and are refreshed as a result or consoled or comforted. <clears throat> I'm going to a, read a long passage here in Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians 3. Uh, verses 1 through 13. Paul says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. In other words, the effect of reading what Paul has written improves their knowledge or shows what Paul knows about the mystery of Christ. He goes on to say which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. So in the in the same book that Paul has written, same letter that he has written, in chapters 3 and chapters 4, we read about this effectual working of his power, of his might, um, of his energy. He goes on in verse 8, Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent or to the effect that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed. The effect, according to the effect that he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. This was Paul's effectual work, to make all men see what is the mystery of the fellowship. I'm sorry, what is the fellowship of the mystery. So this mystery was part of Paul's ministry. And the effect... That he would see, the impact that he would see is that all men would begun begin to understand the mystery, the mystery which has been hid, <clears throat> and it is part of God's eternal purpose for this mystery to be revealed. I believe that's what this ministry is all about, to make all men see what is the fellowship of, of the mystery, and how are we doing that? What is the impact? How do we measure it? How do we? And these are just questions. This is not uh, in any way um, saying that that we need to step back and and look at our ministries. Um, It's just questions that are in my head saying, how would I measure whether or not I've had a positive impact? How would I measure whether or not there are uh, others who have come to know the mystery or understand the mystery better? because of what I've talked about. And so as as I think about my ministry, uh, my person, me, myself, and I, there's two verses that come to mind, two verses that we're all very, very familiar with. Colossians 1.10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing, that's the same word, in the knowledge of God. And so am I increasing the knowledge of God? And because of that, are others looking, especially the Lord, is he pleased with my walk? And is there fruit? Because a tree without fruit serves no purpose but shade and or firewood. Um, Being a forest, I take offense to that, but that's okay. Okay. 2 Timothy 2.15 would be the other verse that I would remind us of. Study the show thyself self-approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly, the wor- rightly dividing the word of truth. And so as I think about those verses uh, that I've presented, I-, I have 14 questions. And these are rhetorical. No one needs to respond. No one needs to reveal what they think. But it's just to stimulate us as a as a group uh, to stimulate thought about uh, what is our effectual work, um, and and the first question then is are we growing, uh, and that when I say we uh, I mean I me myself and I that would be we uh, are we growing, and and how would we measure that well what is the process that we follow for that growth. I just read Second Timothy two fifteen. Right division. I believe that's part of it. But but what else? Third question: um, Are you or are we building? And if so, building what? And I'm not talking about building a structure. Uh, I'm I'm talking about that building the body of Christ. Are we compacted? Are you compacted? Am I compacted? Are we united? Have we been pressed together for a purpose? <clears throat> are you being effectual or effective with positive energy and enthusiasm? And what or who do you affect? Is the group you are united with effectual? What is the effect of you being united and Effective. Is every part united? Is every part being utilized in the body? And is the union using every part or are we just doing it ourselves? Are we standalone? Are we an individual that contributes but doesn't really feel like we're part uh, of the team? And so the next question, do you feel alone in your work or in your ministry? Do You feel like you have to do it all by yourself. And if so, why? Shouldn't you realize that um, we should get others involved? And given the ministry that we, meaning me, myself, and I, um, was that God's eternal purpose that we should work alone? Or is it to be united, compacted, fitly framed together? Do you see results? Do you see an increase? And if not, maybe it's because we're only using two hands. And again, I keep saying we here, and I mean me, myself, and I. And then where is the edifying in love when it's all about just one individual, just me, me, myself, and I? And so in, in conclusion, as I said, if you're not growing, you're stagnant and dying. To grow, you need nutrients in the realm of spiritual growth. You need the light of Christ and the word of God. And and as I stated earlier, me, myself, and I, the we, uh, these are the questions I'm asking myself. Am I or we eating the right food? Or is it junk food? Is it devotions that please us? Uh, Easy to read, easy to digest like milk instead of the protein, the meat that we need, uh, that takes time but sticks with us and builds us up. It takes protein to build the body. Uh ask any coach out there, you, you take a freshman that's you know five foot six and maybe a hundred pounds, by the senior year uh he's two hundred pounds and six foot two and, and you, you ask, you know, what did you do to grow? They ate protein. You cannot grow without it. Not saying always meat. Obviously, there's a lot of good plat. And then, what is the evidence of that growth? How do we measure it? How do I measure the growth in uh, my knowledge, uh, as in Colossians 1:10, increasing in the knowledge of God? Uh, what would be the measure of that? What would be the effectual or efficient? measurement of that growth. <clears throat> when you think of a small child, um, they're three years old, they stand up against the wall, you put a measurement at the top of their head, a little line there, and maybe it's two foot six or two foot nine. And, and a year later, they're now three foot two. And, and each year you can measure on the wall and, and see that growth. Uh, I've been in homes before uh, that we had to repaint, and you see those scratches on the wall, and you wonder, you know, as they moved on, um, how did they continue to grow? But we've, we've covered up the measurement. Um, let's not cover up our measurement. Let's look at that effectual growth. Um, but, again, how do we measure that? So those are the questions I've had. Hopefully... Um, this was edifying to you. Hopefully the questions I asked are ones that you'll internalize as I am because they're questions I'm asking myself and and no one else. And so with that, let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that you give us the opportunity to grow, that you give us your word that nourishes us, uh, that we can, in fact, find the right, Proteins to be able to grow in our spiritual life. And we know that that just comes from your word, not anything else. It's not a religion, Lord. It is a faith in Christ Jesus and in his Holy Spirit that builds us up and edifies us and gives us what we need when we need it and comforts us and consoles us so that we can comfort and console others. Lord, we pray that we can do that and edify others in love. We pray this... In Christ Jesus' name, amen.